feet. Knocks off number one, Indiana. Brent Spillane continues to be the hottest thing in college baseball. The Illini win it over Ohio State, 28 to 21 at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Darren for the tie. He got it. Oh, he got it. 80. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very happy edition of Oski Talk right here at Memorial Field in Section 231 after the Illini stun Wisconsin right in front of us here. What a game. Man, what a game. I am, Have I been wrong for weeks? Um, I think I might have been wrong for I, a and long I let, time. I let your negativity kind of skew me into thinking Illinois was going to get destroyed. I picked Illinois in every other game all season long. So here's the thing. I don't understand about this team. Are we just grossly underperforming, or was this a fluke? Because that's, that's what it is. Well, that's exact, that's, to, to sum up what Illinois' season has been, it's either this win was a fluke. I'm not saying that I'll, I'll get to it later. Or... We've just been grossly underperforming the entire season. I think it's a little bit of a, a mix of the two. Um, I, I don't really think you can judge this team based on the three non-conference games just because the season is made with what happens in the Big Ten. Yeah. So you start with the Big Ten. You know, Nebraska, Should've we gave won. them everything they could handle. I don't think that that was a grossly underperformance. I think we played to their level and just – kind of choked out at the end yeah defense was bad in that game defense was bad in that game offense was good minnesota we Another didn't really have anything going on yeah. peters got knocked out that obviously hurts then you come into michigan you give up all those points early but since halftime against michigan we've been one of the i you could argue we've been one of the better teams in the country yeah. we've beat two top 25 teams one top 10 team I, i'm talking in those six quarters because michigan obviously ended up beating us at the end but in that second half, we, we played them really tight. We made it a three-point game, gave up two late touchdowns on short fields with our backup quarterback. We got our starting quarterback back, and our defense performs absolutely shuts down Jonathan Taylor or as much as you can right? and, and stuns Wisconsin. I think this is – I don't want to say we're a good team because I, I don't really think we should be ranked or anything like that, but I think we're better than we've been giving it, the Illini credit. I think I agree. I actually I don't think I think those are the two options. This was a fluke, or we've been grossly underperforming. I think we've been grossly underperforming. The defensive scheme for this game was excellent. We brought in three tackles at one point on defense to stop Jonathan Taylor. Uh, every couple like couple plays, we do that, and it worked really really well. Honestly, and I will hint at this later because I think Jake Hansen mentions it, but this game could have been. Way more Illinois than it was Wisconsin. Yeah, it there really, were missed tackles in this game. If they clean up missed tackles, this defense is pretty good. They're like, and and you know sometimes we'd set the edge and it would be terrible. We we grossly set the edge on on some runs against <laughs> Jonathan Taylor and he'd get around it and then burst out for another twenty yards. But like if we clean those stuff up, and that's easy. Like that's that's tackling. That's coaching. Yeah, right that's there. doable. Scheming wise, Lovey Smith did a really, really good job this week. Really, really good job. If he could clean up what some of the players are doing, that'd be great. The guy who was perfect and has probably been perfect all year round was Jake Hansen. Yeah, Jake Jake was outstanding. Just the defense as a whole was tremendous. 
like you said, they're missing tackles, and they still come out and, and stop Wisconsin to only 23 points. They had the goal line stand there after that great tackle to pretty much save the game there. Devin Witherspoon, a guy who was not supposed to be on this team. Yeah. That, he I mean, was supposed to be in community college right now. Yeah, that was huge, absolutely huge. He didn't even practice stand, with the obviously. And then the whole year. you got Jake Hansen forcing two more fumbles. He got the strip sack. Then he forced one out of Jonathan Taylor. Tony Adams finally came up with a pick. I wouldn't call that jumping a route, which is what you've been asking for all year long, but he he read the quarterback well. Illinois didn't – like, Cohen did not look like a good quarterback against Illinois. And, you know, Illinois hasn't been this great defense. They've allowed a lot of yards. But the big key has been linebacker play. And – the linebackers have been really good the last few games, especially last two games. especially yeah. Hanson and Harding for sure. Have been Milo's unreal. left a couple of tackles out yes. there, but um, Tony Adams moving to corner. This the secondary looks a lot better. The pass rush finally broke through and had a couple of sacks on Cohen. Wole had two, we think, definitely one. And I don't know th- this defense. If they play like that, we can hang with anybody. And yeah. and that's another thing Hanson's been saying. Two weeks ago against Michigan, it was – or before Michigan and then leading up to Michigan and then obviously after that game, it was, you know, we can hang with anybody. They bleed just like we do. Then, you know, you get into Wisconsin, the mindset was we can beat anybody, and they did. They stunned Wisconsin, and, and they're feeling pretty confident. Now Now it has to be building on this game, winning against Purdue. I think this is the biggest game in, in Lovey's career. It is. At Illinois, at least. It is. Well, it's this game is gonna be it's oh yeah at Illinois okay yeah so I thought the game was gonna be at Illinois um I'll touch back on a couple points you just mentioned yeah I kind of said a lot there um yeah if for the once you're the ranter yeah I, I, this but that was a positive a rant that was, you don't give those yeah I don't give those at all Tony all right here's a negative rant Tony Adams should have been playing quarterback. Why was this whole he? year? Where, I don't get why the, the I mean he the was defense your most does not like Stanley guy. Green. You criticized him every week. On you were on his tail every single week, and I mean some people even on Twitter were like, "You got you got to hop off Tony Adams yeah, a little bit." You're, you're really now we love the guy because he's playing the right position. That'd be like putting Brandon Peters at tight end, and then just be like, "Man, Brandon Peters is really bad at tight end." Yeah, it's because he's not yeah, a tight man. end. He's a corner dude. He Tony Adams. I mean, for as long as I've been paying attention to Illini football, Tony Adams was recruited to be a wide receiver or a corner. And then we switched him to safety for some reason when he's not a safety It's at a all. different position. He's, way, different he's way better at being a corner. Why did we ever switch him? I don't get why Lovey in the defense don't doesn't like Stanley Green playing safety. He's been give good. Me, give me Sidney and Stanley um, at safety, and both of them could improve. I'm not saying they're perfect. They're not. Both of them that could roof. They played a decent game. But Tony Adams is a corner, for Pete's sakes. Play yeah. him at corner. The other thing he I want He comes wanna... away with interceptions when you put him at corner. He breaks up passes, jumps routes. He is a cornerback. He has the instincts, like you said, of a wide receiver. Those don't play as much as a safety as they do as a corner. No. You, he can read the routes that they're running a lot better, potentially jump them or at least break up passes. He's a he's a pretty good body for a corner too. I, I think this move was long overdue, but boy, am I glad they did it. Yeah, and I, I want to touch on Jack Cohen. If you look at his stat line, it's pretty good, but he didn't play great. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know whose stat line like, like didn't Mitch doesn't look yesterday. good, but played really well. Brandon Peters. Brandon Peters. Yeah. And on that note, here's Brandon Peters. 
So, Brandon, want to know what the haircut was that the key? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, my mom after the game was like, "Yeah, you guys won because you got a haircut." And I was like, "I don't know, I don't know." But so, what do you think was the key to to beating Wisconsin and, and yeah. honestly going back to the halftime at Michigan? Since mm -hmm. that game, you guys have had six strong quarters. I know you've only been in for the four, but yeah. what's been the key? Um, the key, honestly, it's just been taking care of the football, not turning it over and putting our defense in bad positions. Um, also, as well, our defense has done a great job making turnovers all year. Um, obviously, the interception was huge, but also that fumble recovery, um, you know, really gave us a lot of momentum. But you know, from the offensive side perspective, you know, just taking care of the ball and capitalizing on you know, good field position. And I didn't get a chance to ask you because you had the injury. How much would it have meant to you to get to play against Michigan? Yeah, um, yeah I was pretty bummed about not being able to play. Um, it would have meant a lot, you know. I don't want to, like, say anything, like, but... I don't know. It would have meant a lot to just, you know, get out there and compete and also play against a lot of former teammates, mm -hmm. too, as well. So. You've had some really clutch uh, moments this year. How do you kind of keep your composure in, in those fourth quarter moments? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know, man. I just, you know, just stay calm. And I just don't let the moment get to you. Um, you know, they're in that third down conversion to DJ. I was like, all right, need to make a play here. Like, you know, you can't, you can't be uh, scared. You know, that was really my mentality is like, you know, just go out there and make a play, man. That's what you got to do. Yeah, you really displayed your, your arm strength, too, this week. Do you think mm -hmm. you might be seeing uh, a little bit more downfield plays in uh, the next couple weeks? I mean, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're going we're gonna to take our shots when they're, when they're there. But, uh, you know, I have full confidence in our receivers and win one-on-one -on -one matchups as well. So, you know, Bebe's doing a great job of, you know, showcasing his talents in one-on-one -on -one matchups, which is, you know, gives me a lot of confidence to, you know, rip a dart in there like I did there in the fourth quarter. So, yeah. And you also mentioned that, you know, growing up watching Peyton Manning, you know, that's why you wear 18. Yeah. Is, is there anything, like, specific with his style or, and like he said, leading fourth quarter comebacks, anything yeah. like that that you've kind of taken from watching him growing up? Um, I don't know if I really, like, his style, but, um, you know, I've le really learned from his composure and his, uh, his leadership qualities, you know, and I think that's, that's huge and, you know, closing games, you know, keeping people, you know, confident in what they're doing and their jobs, you know, so yeah. Thanks to Brandon Peters there, 1-0 since the haircut, I guess that's all it took. Yeah, that's really that's what it takes. But I, I want to touch on something real quick. He does have a clutch factor to him. Oh yeah, He's, I mean he, he had has the composure. drive against Eastern Michigan. Yeah, the huge. I mean, it was fourth and twelve from like right there. Got the big pass to Bebe, quick play, another big pass to Bebe, touchdown. Let a let a comeback against Wisconsin. He looked yeah. pretty good. At, the only and, one I'd be like, oh, the Nebraska game, but. He put up 38 points in that game. And I'm, I'm also not going to get say, mad at Brandon Peters for putting up 38 points. I'm also going to say he had his block blown off in that game a couple of times. Yeah. And the one time his helmet came off and he had to come off for a play, Matt Robinson actually finished that drive. 
it could have been a different story. Not saying it would have been, but it could have been. Yeah, he. Um, yeah. I like him. He is. He is clutch, like you said, and, um, like you know, like he said, growing up watching Peyton Manning, he learned, if if you're composed, and and you, like insert that that factor of confidence that we're gonna score on this drive, everybody else around you believes it, and it happens. Yeah, and you know that's the one thing I, I will say that the offensive line needs to improve on is 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 pass protection. The great run blocking. You know, if I could call out one person for having unbelievable run blocking, it's it's Kendrick Green. That guy gets to the second yeah. level really quick, and Reggie Pettibon lets him do that. Um, but as a whole, the offensive line needs to work on pass blocking. Uh, the one thing Reggie, in order, like, will like Reggie's playing on Sundays. I, I feel like there's no doubt. I mean, I, I agree. A lot of Wisconsin people said that. Um, one thing Reggie could work on, if I had to say one thing, this is the only thing because he's an amazing running back. I think he's top ten running back in college football. Probably, uh, yeah. One to get a like a chip block. Yeah, I think sometimes it's... he try he bails on Peters to try and get open, so Peters has someone to throw to to come relief, which is understandable. It's, which is that's the I mean it's the right move in a lot of situations. But he just got has to work on finding the block and getting him and protecting Peters. And it's it's a hard thing that. to ask too, especially from a, yeah. a smaller guy. Not trying to use that as any type of excuse oh, because all running backs should take a pride in their blocking. Yeah. You know, greatest running back of all time, in my opinion, Walter Payton. He would knock those guys back three, four, five yards. It, it's a big part of being a running back, and you know that's definitely something Reggie can improve on. But if that's all he really needs to improve that's on, all I, that's I really fine. See. Yeah. Um, on that note, let's yeah. let's Speaking get into an interview uh, with Reggie Corbin up next. What was the message to the guys at halftime? We've heard a uh, few people say that you made a speech at halftime. What did you say? Um, I just kind of sat there and reminded everyone of all the nights during the spring, man, when we were in the indoor, no coaches, anyone. Um, I think they were on vacation or something. And it was just us in the indoor working until about 10 o'clock at night. Everybody else, especially on this campus, was a happy hour, um, partying, having a good time, and we were sacrificing. Um, it was time for it to pay off. Just let everyone know that, you know, we've been underdogs our entire lives. Every single person on this team. Um, you would, None of us were the number one recruit, except for probably like Richie or somebody. But... Um, that's where we thrive at, you know, being the underdogs. So just be comfortable and go out there and get it. The rest of it, I don't really remember. Uh, and, and what kind of made you give it at that moment in time? Uh, I don't know, man. It was just something said do it, so I did it. You know, a lot of coaches talk about the 24-hour rule. Do you already feel that in effect? You're already on to Purdue? Yeah, I was over that um, Sunday morning, man. As soon as we watched the film this morning, I was let it go. Let's talk about Purdue. Obviously, they're a little bit of a hard-nosed team. What do you think you have to do in the offensive line, frankly, to kind of create the gaps and, and let you? Come to work, man. Come to work again this week. Practice, do whatever Coach Rod tells us to do, and then just go out there and play. Reggie's the man. I love Reggie. I think, well, first of all, thanks to him for, for that interview today. And I think the best part about Reggie is the humble factor. You know, we didn't even know, obviously, until after the game that he delivered that Jason Hayward-esque speech at halftime. And, you know, he just reminded them of how hard they've been working and how bad they need a game like this to just kind of turn it around. 
then everybody rallies, they get it done, and, and you know, Reggie's the hero. Yeah, even Peter's mentioned about it. Like, hey, like... Nobody's done I, that. Nobody's done Rod that this year. Rod said he's been waiting for somebody to do it, and of course it was Reggie Corbin. Corbin. Yeah, he's the leader of this offense. That's pretty clear. And he is now into that leadership role where he's, he's willing to get guys to, you know... Play play football, not play football. I mean, not I don't want to say it like that, but like yeah, get, get guys to, to you know play their game, play their game, and and believe in themselves. Because I mean, like we said, like this team has a lot of talent on them, and and even Reggie will say like you know there's guys that you know weren't like the number one guys. You know, you mentioned Richie Pettibon, of course, yeah. but like you know like there's a lot of scrappiness to this team. They need to Which hone that in really, yeah. like the Peters. Back up at Michigan, comes to Illinois, oh, and, you and beats Wisconsin. Tell. That's just that's unbelievable. You could just tell he was about to say something about how much he hated or wanted to beat Michigan. He yeah. was like, he was like, you know, he I was, was definitely pretty bummed, and yeah. you know, getting a chance to play them. Oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't. Like whatever it was that he said, you could definitely tell he was about to rant a little bit, which has been the closest we've been to kind of cracking him. He was <laughs> he was good today, and yeah. and he gave us a lot of good stuff and. You know, yeah, back like, to Reggie, like I love I love the way he plays. I wish there was more in this offense to give him the ball a little bit more, maybe in the passing game, whatever it is. But the two-headed monster that's emerging with him and Dre Brown is lethal. Yeah, Dre Brown's a beast. And I, I, I kind of overlooked him in the first few games, but I think it was the Nebraska game or the Michigan game where he was just returning almost everything pretty deep. He was running hard when he was getting the ball. It was he he's a, a really good player for Illinois. Yeah. And and pairing him up with Reggie, that change of pace. Plus they've got like six other running backs that can run too. Right. Obviously Epstein's hurt, but the rest of them have have their health. I I really like this offense. They played a, a pretty complete game and they like did. we said they finished the game. Big 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 win. Big big win. Yeah, I almost feel like twenty four points doesn't really do them justice because this is we know this is as a high scoring offense and Rod Smith, you know, despite having only giving up twenty four points like you know, only getting twenty four points, excuse me, really has stepped up and, and made made the the Solana offense something to watch. If you think two years ago when we didn't have him, you know, we were not a good offense at all. Garrick McGee would, you know, get us fourteen points a game and we'd lose. So and I think I think the best part is you look at the scoreboard right now, it's still up there. Yeah. Illinois twenty four, Wisconsin twenty three. We haven't even talked at all. James McCourt, you know, missed yeah, a huge a- kick early in the game, battles back, has the kick, the game on his foot, boots it right through the middle. Yeah. What I great story, McCourt, battling for that spot, misses a few kicks early and, and delivers the biggest kick in modern day Illini history. Yeah. I mean this is this is the biggest game in Illini history since probably two thousand seven when we beat Ohio State. You know, I want to call the this the biggest upset of all time. It's in yeah, all Illini time. time. Yeah. And this is the game you could build the corner around. Like and then you have said, Purdue it's next your week. Signature win. This this next game against Purdue will be you said it, the biggest game in Lovey Smith's career. Last game was big, but you have to stack these wins. You have to, mostly against a spread offense. When everyone, including myself, has said week and week that your scheme can't beat the spread offense, if we beat Purdue this week, I will I will devote everything to Lovey Smith. <laughs> I will be all Lovey Smith. If we beat Purdue next week, I will be all Lovey Smith. I agree. I think next week is crucial. And you're talking about Lovey Smith. We've been criticizing him 
pretty much ever since he got to Illinois because we haven't been seeing these wins. But the one thing he's always been good at, even when back with the Bears, is you know forcing turnovers, getting takeaways, especially by virtue of the the punch out, the forced fumble and recovery, or the strip and recovery. And man, has Jason Jason Jake Hansen really been phenomenal at attacking the ball, finding the ball, and ripping it out and creating, letting defense turn into offense. Yeah. He's been great, and, and we're going to hear from him right here. That's all I got. Thanks, Chief. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Um, just, just to start, you know, we were talking to Reggie, and he was like, you're, you're punching his ribs in practice trying to get the ball out. Is, <laughs> so is that something you've, like, really dedicated yourself to practicing this year? Yeah, and uh, a lot of time, it's harder – in practice, like our running backs have gotten pretty good at uh, covering it up, it up yeah. because they're so they used to like coming. eleven guys trying to get after. It. Um, and yeah, I've I've tried to. It's and it, it's harder in practice also because it's not like it's not live taking guys to the ground and uh, where you get the running back bracing to go to the ground where the ball's a little bit more exposed there as well. So it's a little bit. It's easier to do in a live scenario than so it's like so it, you, it's hard as practicing as much as you can get in the game. So. Gotcha. And yeah. you know, last time we talked, I asked you your favorite moment. Do you want to change your answer now? I do. I would love to change my answer. That, that takes every Illini moment and tops it by ten times or whatever. Anything else? And you know, two weeks ago like before and during the Michigan game the the whole mantra was we can play with anyone yeah this week it was we can beat anyone now is it we should be beating everyone how what's the mindset now um I think it is uh we have a great opportunity against this Purdue team and that they're uh I think it is like we Wisconsin on paper is better than every one every other opponent that we have on our schedule so I think on paper the idea is that we can win out so and I think that's everyone's mentality to win out and uh I love to put that pressure on our team and on on myself as well and I, I want to know what happened at halftime at the Michigan game because since then your defense has pretty much shut down two top 25 teams the offense has been great was something said during halftime there a mindset um, change what happened you know I think I think at that point I think we just had enough like we uh we got whooped up on by Minnesota uh and I think we were I think we we just kind of reached a point where like we're done getting getting rolled over like that and uh I think I think it showed that we've uh we're, we're fighting back and you guys finally like finished a game we've been talking all year oh, about finishing a game how important is it now to to build on it um, I think, like you said, build on it. Um, we, like, we left some plays out there, and they, I don't think they even should have had as many yards as they did. Uh, I left some plays out there. I know, I know if you ask some of the guys on our team, we did as well, and I think uh, built, when you get those corrected, that's where you take those next steps. And you've obviously been rewarded the uh, Walter Camp Award and also the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week. How does it feel to have your success kind of recognized on a more national scale? Um, it's big, and it's something that uh, 
it is some fulfillment for the hard work that you put in, and I'm sure, like, every player deserves it as much as, like, I do to have that fulfillment because there's so many guys across the country that work so hard and uh, won't get that recognition. And it's a, it's a blessing that I am been given the opportunity to get the, that, those honors. Is it any added pressure to you to keep it up now? Of course, yeah. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the, what I got last year was, uh, like I, I ended up getting that uh, the first game of the year, and a lot of it was okay. He doesn't show up in the Big Ten. It doesn't show up in Big Ten plays. Just showed up against MAC teams or like things like that, and that that frustrated me a little bit. So that was motivating for uh, to be able to show up in a Big Ten game and show up at, like against Big Ten opponents going forward as well. And what's the confidence level like in the locker room right now? Um, I think we have a big confidence, like we have a lot of confidence, but I don't think it's like the wrong type of confidence where it's like, all right, we're the, we're that team now. Like we're, we're still like, we still know that what, uh, we have ahead of us and what we need to do to, um, to get to a bowl and be able to win out, like I was saying earlier. And obviously you came out after the game, 31 point spread. Is that something you guys look into before the game for motivation a little um, bit? Or? Yeah, and we, uh, it's not like the forefront of our minds, but it's something that's like, that's what people think that about us against a team that like, like that, that shouldn't be something that happens to anyone. We should, being beat by 31, that shouldn't, uh, if you're going to be a, c- a contender in college football, you can't, that, like if people are thinking that of you, then you're doing something wrong. So that was motivating for us for sure. Just curious. That post-game photo with you, Cigar, where did that come from? Uh, some players ended up getting them. I Honestly, I really don't know who uh, brought them in the locker room, but obviously someone knew that we were uh, we were going to upset Michigan or upset Wisconsin before the game. So I think, uh, I think that shows you what we how we felt going into the game. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Yep. I want to know who got the cigars because that's <laughs> awesome that – they, I love it. Someone knew that was like, hey, this is the game where we turn the corner. Like, players are buying it. It's in. either that. The culture is there. We just, we, they built the culture on this Wisconsin game. Yeah, and, and it's either somebody was like, you know what, this is the game. Or I'm thinking maybe they have a little stash that they're just like, when it happens, it's, we'll break these out. Yeah. And then maybe a manager or somebody was in charge of uh, running back and, and getting, getting the locker room prepped almost like they, you know, clinched the ALCS or something yeah. like that. That's awesome, though. I love that. And, and, and Jake and is just – He's the is, man. He's, he's one of the leaders on this defense. I really hope to see him on, uh, on Sundays. He, uh, he, can, he has the type of game that can play. He's not the, the same build. I've said this before, but he's not the no. same build as like a Luke Keekley, yeah. but they play similar, you know, ball hawks. They go straight to the ball. He's not one of the guys that misses tackles on this team. And and like we said, he's, he's not, got a knack for punching out the football. Totally so. not the guy. He he completes tackles every time. Every time. You'll see other linebackers on that team sometimes miss him. I don't think I could ever see Jake Hansen. And, you yeah. know, he is the leader of this defense. He's the leader of Lovey's defense. And he stepped up in that role. And, you know, I think he's vocal in that defense. And, you know, he's a big reason why we won yesterday. So and, congrats to him. And he needs three more forced fumbles to set the record for one season. 
Through seven games, he has seven. The record's ten. So he needs three to tie, four to win with five games left. Nice. It's definitely possible. He's def- definitely, definitely. And, you know, he's, look at the teams going up. This is the, Back to this. You know, are we a bowl team now? If we go four and eight this year, you really can't argue that we didn't get better. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but if we go, we got to win at least. Two. I think we got to win at least two more. I agree. And, and and they're there for the taking. We've got Northwestern at home. Right. Rutgers at home. And if we could steal some on the road, we've got Michigan State on the road, Iowa, and of course Purdue this weekend. If you could steal one or two, hopefully one. Because we're at three wins right now, that's that's a bowl team you're looking at. Right, it yeah. is, and you know, <laughs> Lovey Smith going to a bowl this year. If you told me we were going to go to a bowl like four days ago, I'd say you're insane. And and remember, Hanson right now is saying that the mindset is not maybe we might or this and that. It's we can win out. Let's do it. And and the rest of the like everybody's. You know the whole twenty-four hour rule or thirty-minute rule, whatever it is that you accept. They're, they're ready for the next game. They're they, they're on to Purdue. They were excited this week, and here's another thing I want to say: uh, they were excited this week, but they're ready for the next game. They're on to the next one. They're pumped. They want to keep this going, and if they're on to the next one, maybe we should be. What do you see in Purdue? We'll see. Oh, I feel. Let's we'll, we'll recap it next week. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get into Purdue a little bit on Thursday. I just I want to leave it with this. I think it's a winnable game. Yes, I I want to leave it with this. Whatever like lit the fire under Lovey's ass. Thank you, because I ever since like at the Dublin press conference at Michigan, he was like he's excited because I feel like he saw something in the team. Oh yeah, improving that Michigan game. And this week they won. You see him like he was running on the field with everyone else. I was so happy for him. And then I was so happy for him because you never and then see you, him. He show comes that in emotion. this week and he's he's ready to go. He's ready for Purdue. You know he's back to stone cold Lovey Smith self. Yeah, they <laughs> they he needed that win. Not even for like changing the program or saving his tenure. I think he just needed it to to remind him like what that happiness is like, yeah. what it feels like to to, to win, win a game. Not even just win a game, but that type of game clawing against a team that on paper looks much better than you and, and this and that and the other thing it, that was big for lovey smith i yeah. really felt for him felt happy for him running onto the field with his hands raised and smiling and he's been really good with the media since giving us some better things to, to yeah. say good good for him and good for illinois 24 23 as we're constantly reminded by this big scoreboard yeah, right i feel here. like we shouldn't even what's our next Rutgers? let's just keep the Wisconsin score up like yeah just play it off as like one side the fan section side whatever we'll record score but keep the Wisconsin score on the Memorial Stadium side we'll keep uh we'll keep Gene Honda constantly reminding everybody of the score but leaving the Wisconsin one up right because that that's a signature win and all the Illini can do now is make it a program changer it doesn't change the program just that you beat Wisconsin but if you could step, use it as a stepping stone, be Purdue, get into a bowl, kind of change the, the momentum and, and the ideas around this organization, this team, it can be a program-changing program, right. program win. Yeah. And on that note, let's finish off this episode with uh, our weekly power rankings of the Big Ten. I think Illinois may have jumped a couple spots for me. I know they did. Yeah, I'll start it off, and it's a pretty easy number one, Ohio State. Yeah, same here. Uh, they are amazing. I can't wait for Ohio State Penn State this year. That is going to be the biggest game um, all year for both teams and probably the biggest game in the Big Ten. Uh, number two, Penn State. 
I've got Penn State too also. Um, it was Wisconsin. Obviously, we beat them. Uh, Penn State looked really good against Michigan. Their stadium is just really cool with the whiteout and everything. That was a, a big... Their fan section is unbelievable. It is. And, and so, plus their, their football team's good. So that's why they're number two. Yeah. Um, number three, I still have Wisconsin. Yeah, I've got Wisconsin three also. I don't think you can drop that much from losing one game. I think it's such a, a issue with the way college football is ranked that, you know, if an Ohio State loses one game, they're pretty much out of contention. But, no, the, I think they're one of the top four teams in college football. So I don't think you can penalize Wisconsin that much. Um, yeah. because so they're just not number two. They're, they're definitely they're, number three, though. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely number three. I don't think they could drop any more than that. They're – Six wins have been extremely impressive. They still have shut out over half the opponents they faced, only allowed one touchdown in the first half of all year. I mean, they're still a really good team. They need this weekend against Ohio State, but Wisconsin's still three for me, and I'll get to the fourth one. I've got Minnesota four. Same. You know, Surprising, but I do. I, I wasn't really high on them even after they beat us, but, I mean, they just keep winning. you yeah, got to respect you got to respect it, and they're ranked now. And number five, I have Iowa. I wanted to put Iowa in front of Minnesota because I think at the end of the day, Iowa's better. But Minnesota has really not proved me wrong, and Iowa just didn't perform this week against Purdue. Yeah, Iowa struggles on the road a little bit. And, and for that reason, mixed with a couple other things, I actually have Michigan five. I know they've lost some games that they probably shouldn't have. Um, you know, they got whooped by Wisconsin, and they, they lost to Penn State. But Penn State and Wisconsin are both better than them. You, in theory, should lose to the teams better than you. So that's why they come in at five. I still think there's potential, maybe not for um, national contenders here, but definitely a chance for one of the higher bowl games. Yeah, I put Michigan at six for that very reason. Um, basically the same thing you said, but I just feel like Iowa is the better team. I've got Iowa six, like I said, so don't really have to talk about that one. Seven, I have Maryland. I have Michigan State. I like um, – I like Maryland's offense a lot. I know they've kind of struggled as of late um, after their really hot start, but I think you still got to respect what they've done. I've got Maryland seven. You said Michigan State seven. I have Michigan State eight. Michigan State eight. Uh, yeah, I have Indiana eight actually. I Indiana has put together a decent year. I have them after the Indi- uh, after the win against Maryland. I've, Maryland just struggled mightily against Indiana. That's not a good sign. But Indiana is going to go up because of it. I have just. That's why I put him there. I have no respect for number nine, Nebraska. I, don't, I just don't know where to put him. Yeah, that's where I, I have um, Nebraska nine also. I wanted to really put Illinois ahead of them, but I couldn't because they beat us. Head-to-head matchups. Yeah, that, that's that would what's the deciding factor for me. However, I do think, you know, maybe if we played them again, we'd beat them. I think we match up decently with them. I think our, this new defensive scheme might shut them down, but I've got Nebraska nine and Illinois coming in at ten. Or, excuse me, yeah, Illinois coming in at 10. Mm-hmm. Illinois number 10, that's easy. Uh, big game, game against Wisconsin, that moves them from – I had them at 12, 13 last last week, and now they're at 10. Um, they jumped Purdue at number 11. I've got Indiana 11, actually. I, yeah. I didn't move them – I had them, I think, at 13 or 12. I only moved them up a spot or two. I probably could move them up a little bit more, but I didn't want to put them ahead of Illinois quite yet. So I kept Indiana um, – where they were, I have them ten and actually Purdue, um, tw- or excuse me, Indiana eleven and actually Purdue twelve. Yeah, that's where I put Maryland as the other team. I just after losing Indiana, I think their season might be over. Uh, just too bad losses, Penn State and Indiana you can't do it. Uh, 
Maryland at 12 for that very reason, and Northwestern 13. And we agree yeah, on that Northwestern one? 13, Rutgers 14. Yep. That's how it's got to end. Northwestern got absolutely crapped on by Ohio State, 52-3 to <laughs> on your home field. You cannot ever lose like that. I'm so glad Northwestern only has one win this year. That's just That makes me happy. <laughs> and that makes them so much more beatable for us. But w- once we get to that week, you got to make sure – you treat them like anybody else. If oh, you yeah. go in thinking you're going to win, unfortunately, you're not that good. You're not going to. Right. And <laughs> what I, the best part about the Northwestern like being bad this year is they're playing like Illinois. And I feel like we might be playing like Northwestern where they lose those two games in the beginning of the year in non-conference play, and then they somehow win a bunch in conference play. Yeah, and then end up in a, in a nice in a bowl game. little bowl game. Yeah. Speaking of bowl games, <laughs> are we driving to Idaho or Detroit or – New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I we we were talking the other day. We we're on the same page. I'd I'd love like, to go wherever they I feel like go. Detroit, tr- Detroit might be a move. I, going I to would, New York would be would, expensive. It'd be expensive, difficult. but maybe uh, if Stephen or Tristan are listening, maybe they can cough over a couple bucks, bucks and make yeah. that happen. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, that'll do it for Oscar's Talk. Thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in every Monday and Thursday. We didn't, we didn't post this today early because we wanted to get the interviews in. Yeah, we thought you guys needed to hear from the players. So uh, bear with us on the, on the little bit of a lateness here, but we'll get it up bright and early Thursday morning. And thank you guys for listening today. And, and keep basking in the glory of that Illini win. Yeah, jump around.